You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuskerCuzCast for all podcast updates and more. We got another great show for you. As we're headed into spring, we are one week away from the start of spring practice. That begins on Monday, March 20th. So that's going to be good. We're going to break down the defensive side of the ball tonight. Uh, Last week, we did the offensive position groups. We ranked all the position groups and went through them. So that was a lot of fun. We're going to do the defense tonight. But one little admin note here. Uh, We don't do a lot of these, but... Uh, if you go to our Twitter, if you're not following us on Twitter, please follow us at Husker Cuzcast. Uh, there's a podcast award show, a Nebraska podcast award show, uh, August 19th. It'll be at the Nebraska Brewing Company. It's hosted by uh, them. And uh, big thanks to No Block, No Rock podcast for putting it together for us. Uh, but a lot of great podcasts will be there that weekend. Uh, so come say hello. But we posted, on, or we tweeted out the nomination list. So you can nominate us if you choose, and we hope you do, for three different categories. And there's various categories in there. Uh, but if you would, uh, check out that link and nominate us for the comedy, because, you know, we think we're funny at least, right? I mean, our jokes make us laugh. And uh, there's a category for we like to argue, and who better does, I mean, nobody does it better than us, right, guys? I mean, we don't agree on shit. But, and the the third category that we're hoping somebody will nominate us for is number one airwaves, just because we're aiming high, you know. If there's another category that you see on that list that you think better describes our show and that you'd like to nominate us, hey, we'll take that too. Uh, Tyler, your face is like cringing bad. What's up, man? I, I think Derek and I agree on plenty of stuff. Derek, who's your least favorite cousin? Oh, it's definitely Justin. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's the worst. So, I mean, we agree on plenty on the podcast. It's, yeah. um, I don't know. The, we, the... we like to bag on Tyler a lot. That's where the comedy comes from. See, I, see, I, when, when it's funny, we talked about what awards and honestly, please do nominate us for anything. If you enjoy us for anything. Please do. But when we talked about comedy, I was like, Justin, I don't think anyone actually finds us funny. And we I do. I, I, I don't. I don't find you funny. Derek sometimes has a good one, but your your humor, like at <laughs> wow. age nine, Tyler, stopped. you're selling this shit hard to the listeners right now. Wow. That's why you're in Je- finance. Jeffrey the Greek always finds us funny. Yeah. There's there's a couple of people out there. Hey, look, if there's better categories, I mean, there's a lot of categories where we're just not going to <laughs> fit Well, in, we don't know. But... We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Whatever whatever you do, but I will say this. This is going to be awesome, and, and I know that – I'll plug this in early, but I know pretty soon, um, in the next week or so, they're going to be opening up uh, to the public. So if you're just a fan of podcasts and want to get around a bunch of Husker fans, that will be coming out. We'll make sure to share the link as well. Um so, yeah, definitely excited about this event this summer. You know, one interesting thing, and I don't know, there's like maybe 15 
podcasts there, Husker podcasts and uh, whatnot there. And I, I don't know this for a fact, but I suspect that uh, we've been around the longest. I think we are the only podcast on that list that has ever seen, that has ever covered a winning Nebraska football season. I am pretty sure that is a true statement there. I don't know if you want to tell them that. That probably means we're the jinx. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what does it say about everybody else? You know, we, we, hey, actually, that's not true because we were good until everybody else started creating a podcast, right? <laughs> so we're not the jinx. It's not us. But uh, anyway, uh, we, we had to get that out there. Nebraska Podcast Award Show, August 19th uh, at the Nebraska Brewing Company. So f- fun event. Can't wait. All right. Without further ado, let's continue our build up to spring practice here. Uh, again, just one week away from spring practice, beginning on Monday, March 20th. Uh, let's get down to it. Uh, we broke this down in uh, just three categories, really, just to simplify things. Defensive line uh, is a category. Linebackers and edge we grouped together, and then the cornerback safety and nickelbacks, uh, basically the entire secondary. We all grouped these together for simplicity because – at the end of the day, guys, I I have no idea what this defense is truly going to look like. Uh, three three five, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the, the coaching staff's doing us no favors in this either, because you know Matt Rules come out and said several times that it may not be a three three five. We're going to play to what what we have on the on the roster. Like we're going to yeah. interchange it. So I mean, we really have. Absolutely no idea what this defense is going to look like. No. The only thing we know is there's going to be 11 dudes out there. Okay? So wherever they are. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope there's at least 11 out there. How many times do you think we'll have 12 on the field this year? Oh, hopefully not too many. At least hopefully they don't get caught too many times. That's true. I don't care if we have them out there. Just don't get caught. All right. Uh, so same thing goes in for this uh, this week as we did last week. We're going to talk about the key returners, key losses, and newcomers, and then we'll uh, discuss these position groups a little bit. I'm going to start off with the defensive line. Key returners, uh, Stefan Wynn, uh, Ty Robinson. He's the uh, he has the best stats that are that's returning. Twenty four tackles, four tackles for loss, and two sacks. And then uh, Nash Hutmacher. Uh, he's coming back. Uh, you know, he, he played fine, played 12 games, but you know, maybe not an impactful guy, but, uh, key losses. We lose, lose a beast. Colton feast. That guy came on strong last year. Uh, he led the, led the defensive line, 46 tackles, seven tackles for loss and two quarterback hurries. And we also lose the Texas tech transfer Devin drew. Uh, he is gone. Uh, newcomers, we bring in Elijah Judy. He was a four-star uh, transfer from Texas A&M who really didn't play much at Texas A&M. And then we hit the portal. Not the portal hard. We recruited the high school guys hard. Uh, we brought in some uh, some really good defensive linemen. You may not see it this year, but uh, down the road it's going to be good. We brought in Cameron Lenhart. Riley Van Poppel, both those guys were highly rated uh, recruits. And then we also brought in Vincent Carroll Jackson and Sue 
La Foto. So, all uh, four are early enrollees. Are all four? I thought that's what we're doing a spring preview. Did you just change the format, Justin? I just probably fucked up, is what I probably did. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think they're all there. I, I think uh, no. I, I think Cameron's the, Cameron's in town. I think he's the only one yeah. out of that room. Yep. So I changed the format. Okay. Just I didn't sure. have that as a note. <laughs> So it's not exactly like last week. It's like, <laughs> yeah, close, close enough, right? Close enough. You got a good gauge of who's coming in after the spring. Yep. Number one airwaves right here, guys. <laughs> no, okay. So yeah, thanks for clarification there, Tyler. We're we're not doing that. Okay, Tyler, what do you think about this defensive line I- group? You know, the, 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 well, I mean, so you, Lou, first thing with the defensive line room is you obviously, you, you're not losing any major contributors. I know you brought, brought up Colton Feast. Um, he did play well. Um, and and maybe maybe that's not fair to say not a major lease. But the thing with this room that starts with is, are we a four-man front or are we a three-man front? Um, and then the second thing I think of is, how many of those edge guys, which I know we're going to break down in a minute, are going to come in to defensive line? Because, like, I don't think this room is going to be the exact room that makes it all a fall. Um, it, it's really going to be interesting to see how that shakes out a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's my initial thoughts on it. Derek, what are your thoughts on defensive line? You know, it's, it's pretty scary because it's just... It, it kind of has that tight end feel to it. Like, you you know what you're getting out of Ty Robinson, but beyond him, there's just not a lot of experience there. Uh, I mean, I know Stefan Wynn played quite a bit last year, but I don't know that he did anything so much to impress everybody. Uh, Nash Hotmacher, I, I, everybody's loved that guy since he's come here. Uh, some of the new guys, it's just not a position you expect uh, new guys to come in and make a breaking moment uh it's it's kind of a scary room to me because there's just not a lot a lot of experience yeah yeah it's it is gonna be interesting (laughs) how that one all pans out uh all right linebackers edge derek all right so uh for return for key returners really the main two we have coming back are luke reimer and nick henrich uh, I kind of, in parentheses, put Blaze Gutterson and Jamari Butler because they had their moments last year, but neither one of them had a ton of playing time. Uh, but they did play, did build up a few stats. Uh, key losses, this is this one stings. We lost Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, O'Shawn Mathis, and Ativa Mauga Clements. Uh, and I almost left him off until I realized that he had more tackles than Nick Henrich did. And when I seen that, I was like, well, I guess you really got to name him. Yeah. Uh, I, he, he did get a lot of playing time in the second half of the season. Uh, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of losses there. Uh, this, this, this staff has really brought in with a lot of newcomers with uh, Prince Uman Milan, uh, Maverick Noonan, uh, Kai Wallen, the junior college guy. 
Uh, he had 33 tackles and five sacks last year in junior college. So you hope maybe he can come in and make a be an immediate impact kind of guy. Uh, you brought in MJ Sherman, which was who was just shy of being a five star guy. And you know, coming out of high school, didn't do much at Georgia last year as a freshman, but I don't know how much you expect him to do as a freshman at a national championship level team. Uh, and then we brought in Chief Borders from Florida as another transfer, another another high another four star guy out of high school. Again, didn't have very many stats per se, but uh, sounds like he's doing a lot of big things in the spring so far. I've heard his name being brought up a lot. I know he was uh, part of the media uh, roundabout the other day when they were talking. Uh, Coach Rule talked, and I think it was him and uh, Fedoni. So, I mean, he's doing something right, I guess, if they're starting to talk about him that much. Uh, Luke Rummer coming back as our leading tackler, but other than that, linebackers are looking a little bit shy too. So, I, I mean, think of the think of the the holes. I mean, replacing guys like Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, and O'Shawn Mathis. I mean, those were three freaking studs. And yeah. I mean, that's a tall order with uh, the guys that are coming and, in. And they're they're all edge guys, and we don't know what the staff's going to do with edge guys, and that's where the big question, question mark really mark. comes in. And but the, but here's the, here's the other part: is they brought in so many edge guys with them, like so they still plan on using edge guys, obviously. Otherwise, they wouldn't have brought in three. Four guys. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll say this. It, if you would have went, we winded a year ago. And obviously we didn't know what Garrett Nelson was going to do. We didn't know entirely. But I think what we felt really good about that edge position, about the future, when you look at Jamari Butler and Blaine Gunderson. I think we felt really good about where their career tra- trajectories are. And I don't know if they contributed more or less than any of us thought last year. Um, we knew that room was going to be tough to get snaps in. So, I, I feel okay about that. I, I, there's some depth issues in this room, but I think when you look at the top side, I am a huge fan of this room. I think Luke Reimer, heading into the spring, is my pick for the best player on the team. I mean, if I had to pick a shoe in for a captain, I not mean, just defense. You're talking offense. Best and player defense? on the team. Best player on the team. Period. I, wow. I think Luke Reimer is that guy. I think he is a shoe in for captain. Um, I would, I would get, speculate. Um, and I think Nick Henrik, obviously he was injured a little bit last year, but I thought he played really well as a sophomore. And it is interesting when you think about a potential three, three, five, you know, he started his career in Nebraska first meaningful snaps were at, at outside backer. So you have to look at him coming back and a guy that you didn't mention Derek, because he didn't really play is Randolph Kapai. Randolph Kapai was his biggest knock was he wasn't big enough to beat in that four two in that inside. Now if he has the potential to go outside, I, I think this room's got a lot of possibility. I'm I'm a I don't know if I want to say I'm higher on it than you, Derek. I, the depth is an issue. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not low on it. I just it's 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 more potential again. It's it I is. think there's a lot of there's a lot of proven bot. I mean, I mean you talk about a room. I mean you have Luke Reimer and Nick Henry, two of your three starters that have been in the conversation of all conference. They've been top and five in tackles in conference. They've like, had injury concerns also. So sure. can they last an entire know, season? It, that's a fair you, criticism. You, 
you really don't know if they're both going to be on the field at the same time in a three-three-five. Well, like I said, I think Henrik can go to that outside spot. I think that he, he, he could, but with all these edge guys, is that what you really want to well, do? And again, who knows? And that this is that caveat. And we had this conversation today, and I wasn't going to bring it up on the podcast. And by conversation, conversation was me typing out a random thought, but like, <laughs> like to yourself, to to y'all, I sent it to y'all, but like I. You know, I don't know if I know that much more about what our offense is going to look like this fall but than the defense, but the pure not understanding the scheme. Like, I know there's going to be a couple wide receivers on the field. I know there's going to be a running back. I know there's going to be five offensive linemen. Yeah. There's going to be a t- like, I feel like I've at least could pick, not knowing the positions and how it's going to shake out just makes you feel like you have no clue what this defense is going to look like because the edge is a weird spot. Like, well, I th- and I think that's where the problem comes in with ranking these, th- with these groups is when I did the offense, I can look at it and come up with maybe not in a very accurate, but I could come up with a two deep and sit here and go, okay, this is, this is a possibility of what this two deep is going to look like. I look at this defense and I'm sitting here going, I, I have no clue. But you, you do speculate, like I'm sure we all speculate that some of these guys, like Blaine Gunnarsson, I, I mean, if I had to circle a name of, Guys, I think really are likely to go defensive line. He is one of them. I think he's a little bit bigger. I think he can translate a little bit more. I think a guy like Jamari Butler and maybe MJ Sherman really probably fit the the, the linebacker role probably a little bit more. So I think that room is gonna divide up if we end up running a three three five. I guess what I'm trying to say is, yeah, there's a little bit of injury concerns and depth is an issue. But like right now, I'm heading into the spring thinking we need to figure out one starter. That, that's what we need to figure out is one starter, and we have a lot of names that I think that are capable that could take that spot. Luke Reimer goes down with an injury. I don't think we have a guy ready to replace him. You know, I mean, th- the same concerns that I have with linebacker edge is the same thing that I have at defensive line. I mean, you know, we're an injury away from defensive line as well from being like an a- absolute disaster too. But I think def- the difference is I think the the – the the guys you know you got are a little bit more proven. Like Ty Robinson is the only guy that you would say you really know you got. I mean, Win sure. was okay. And, sure, and, you, but you, that and, one but, guy. But, but we're, aren't we doing the same thing for like Luke Reimer and Nick Henrich? I mean, those two guys were like too deep at, or were you know we got two guys at linebacker that are proven, and then we got really one guy with Ty Robinson. But but I would say those two guys you feel a little bit better about at this juncture than Ty Robinson. If yeah. on the field. If on the sure, field. Sure, sure. So I think that I, I again I that's my thing is I think that depth is probably a concern at both of these positions. I just think that barring injury, you are you're really trying to find one spot and you have a lot of guys, I mean, that are someone's gonna get left off and it's gonna be shocking. When it happens. Hey, let's keep in mind, guys, we still have, what, 15 uh, bodies to shed from uh, the end of spring practice headed into the fall. So there's there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of lot of roster movement still to come. So we said that there's a lot of bodies when we have this conversation post spring. It's it's probably not going to look any better. (laughs) As far as the bodies, you know? Well, you at least hope you have an idea of where they're going to fit. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I think we will by then. I think we will. We'll see. Uh, Derek, 
Uh, oh, uh, I guess. Do you have anything more to add on linebacker edge? No, I think we can move on to secondary. All right, Tyler, that's you. Secondary, you got quarterback, safety, nickelback. Well, for for the sake of time, I will not name everyone in this room, uh, even though heading this spring because that's over 20 guys um but we do have some really key returners um quentin newsom isaac gifford marquise buford even though his status in the spring is still up in the air it sounds like uh miles farmer and malcolm hardzog um and i'm gonna throw omar omar brown in there just to give him because he does have 29 starts in his career albeit not many at nebraska um losses from last year I'm going to say Brandon Moore, um, a guy that I probably wouldn't have thought would have been a key loss at the end of the year, but there was a couple game stretch in there where he was getting significant snaps. Um, and then Jaden Gold, um, our highest rated recruit last year's cycle, was on the depth chart but never really amounted to much. So not a he- lot of losses there for newcomers in the spring. Uh, Corey uh, Collier, uh, transfer from Florida. Dwight Boodle, uh, and I'm going to butcher this name so bad, but uh, Zanier like Collier. Collier? 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 That's not how you say it? Collier, yeah. Is that what I said? Collier. Collier? Collier? Zanieris? Uh, Sinoc- <laughs> Sin- <laughs> and here's where the comedy comes in, folks. Satuela? <laughs> so, so, I, I, I can't say his name, but he's from IMG Academy. His whole career... I'm never going to be able to say his name right unless he becomes an All-American. It's like a Dominican. It's like I could never say his name until he was good, and I can still barely say it. Anyway, um, when you look at when when you look at this room, um, a couple of the key guys that are returning. You got to look at uh, Malcolm Hardzog. A really really bright spot last year. Came on as a true freshman. Ended up leading the team in interceptions. Uh, Quint Newsome had ten, ten pass breakups. Um, you look at Miles Farmer with five pass breakups. We talked about other rooms not having depth. Uh, this room is a little bit different. Guys, I, I don't want to go through every name, but some of these stars that I did not mention, and I know some of them haven't contributed a lot, but you have former five-star, five stars, uh, Tyreek Johnson and Kane Williams. So you had two guys that were both former five-stars. Noah Pole Gates, high four-star. I already mentioned uh, Corey, who was a high four-star. Tommy Hill. What was his last name again? Collier. Okay. I don't... Have you heard him say his name? You asshole. Like, I mean, are you that sure you know how to pronounce his name? I just just like listening to you and Justin argue. Um, Tommy Hill, which obviously debatable if he's going to be in corner or receiver at this juncture. Is it debatable? I mean... I I thought the switch is done. I thought they Matt Rule says they're moving him back to corner. Uh, yeah, I I guess I maybe that is, but yeah, I mean, and he could have been maybe a name I should have mentioned as key returners, but he eh. no, he started not a, a key few returner. Games. But but he was so he bad was, he got fired after like three games. What so, he went to he went and started at wide receiver. It's not like he got fired. It's not like he start, got demoted. Did he did he start? Yes, he started at wide receiver. I think multiple games, actually. I think Tommy Hill, I got the starts right here. Uh, Tommy Hill ended up starting last year on offense five games. Is that right? Well, they had him listed as five games starting, so I guess I can't say they were all on offense, but 
they had him listed under offense on the starter from last okay. year. But point is, I, I think this is a room that has a lot of depth and a lot of talent that with a coach that I think we all feel is probably as good a position coach as we have on the roster. Yeah, I like agree maybe, with that. Maybe he can get something out of these high recruits that really, Travis Fisher, I think we all like, but he, a lot of these high guys just never really quite develop. So the way I look at this room is you know you have some proven guys that can go. Uh, we return five, all five starters. And then you also look at the depth of the high four or five stars that we have behind them. That you're like, okay, now we have our best position coach trying to get something out. I, I really feel great about this room heading into the fall. So, I mean, I, I know that you just wanted to give a shout out to some of these high uh, five stars. But, you know, again, you know, there's uh, about 15 roster spots that need to, that people just need to move on. And this there's going to be some attrition here in the secondary, I think. I think there's a lot of bodies here, and there's probably just not a lot of guys that have contributed to the program to this point that I just don't think that they're going to be part of the plan moving forward. Well, I mean, I'll let Derek get in here, but I'll say, I mean, we already kind of did our episode a few ones back about, like, roster attrition. I think we're all really high on secondary as yeah. a position. We will, but... And that'll be fine. The people that can't cut it will, but the people that do, um, I, I feel really good about that. This room, sure. Derek, your thoughts. Well, first off, I want to talk about Justin. You talk about we're going to lose some bodies. I, I'm just not sure that the two five star guys are going anywhere, considering both of them transferred in. I just don't know that they're going to transfer back out. Tyreek Johnson, so maybe if he's graduated. But if he hasn't graduated, he's not going to go somewhere just to sit another year. Okay. I, I don't think. I, maybe I'm wrong. I just don't see him yeah, getting the other, him And the field. other guy just transferred here, so he ain't going anywhere. Okay. Uh, but I, that's just my opinion. There's going to be some guys in this room that probably do transfer out. Uh, but, yeah, Tyler, you talked about this. This is by far our most experienced room. Uh, you, you mentioned several players that have had playing time. And in quality starts to, to to their name, and really you're not losing anybody that really you're just sitting here going, oh geez, what are we gonna do without that guy? So yeah, I mean by far, I think this is probably this, this is up there with running backs is probably one of our best position groups on the team. Well, I know we're gonna do that in a second, but I I, I think I mean I'm to the point though. I think that the the respect needs to be put on a couple of these guys' names. I don't think they've gotten it. And Quentin Newsom and Miles Farmer. I think these guys are both primed for huge seasons. Uh, you know, I think Quentin Newsom kind of by a byproduct of playing alongside Cam Taylor Britt and really kind of like was like, uh, oh, he's our other corner. I think last year he really stepped up. I, I was impressed with his play most of the season. Um, I think he made a lot of pass breakups when thrown at. He didn't get beat wildly bad. Uh, we already talked about Malcolm Hardzog. I know, Justin, you were huge on him all year. Oh, yeah. He's um, a stud. Marquise Buford is another guy I thought really for his first meaningful playing time played really well. You hope he's recovering so he can be 100%. Um, well, here, here's another guy. I don't, maybe you mentioned him and maybe I just didn't catch it, but you got Isaac Gifford out there. And that guy that guy is just a stud no matter, I think, where you put him. He, he's a lot like his brother was, I think. And I, I feel confident putting him in probably safety or nickel. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I mean, I mean if we're if we're gonna have a full time nickel out there, I don't know if there's a better one to have out there than him. And then I, I'll throw one more name at you for the nickel is Javon Wright. Um, obviously yeah. that his blood clots, but the limited action we've seen him, I think he's played well. I mean, yeah, I think Derek, you and I are kind of aligned. Justin, you kind of are maybe like not as high on this room as it seems like as we are. No, I am. I mean, you guys covered everything. There's nothing to add. I mean, there are some true studs in, uh, in this room. And when we get to our rankings here in a little bit, I think it's going to show where I think of this group. Uh, but I, I'm going to catch you guys off guard just a little bit here. You know, we're big fans of the game, better, same, or worse around here. And I just want to go, like, through this defensive units, the three units that we just discussed, better, same, or worse, starting with the defensive line. Derek, uh, headed into the spring, are we better, same, or worse than last year? Oh, we're worse, I think. Worse? Okay. Losing, losing, losing Colton Feast was a huge Huge dent on this on that position group. Okay, Tyler, I'm gonna say better. Really? <clears throat> yeah, I think I, I I really look for Nash taking a big step forward. Ty Robinson, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I, I, I same or better. Okay, I was I was thinking worse, but I mean, I, I could I could probably go with same. I, the, I can't the, see us better. The thing with the defensive line is compared to last year, last year we were definitely more at a four-man front. So I know we like all those outside backers, edge guys, we put them in linebacker. I mean, there there wasn't as many snaps to go around because there we didn't have three of these guys on the field that much. Yeah. And so that that's where the playing time probably would have been. It would have been nicer to get a little bit more snaps. Um, but, yeah, I, I – uh, probably same is probably a better way. Okay, linebacker. I, I, I could be talked. I could be talked into going the same. I just think losing Colton Feast and nobody really proven to be able to step into his position. Yeah, makes me feel that it's the same. So Ty thing. Robinson, he did come on strong last year. I mean, I like he, Ty Robinson. I think yeah. he's a very quality player. Yeah. I, I, but he's the only one I consider to say that about. Yeah. Stephon Wynn has potential to be a great player. I just haven't seen enough out of it. Man. But I, again, going to a three-three-five, I think Nash is made for that nose guard position, and I think that last and year I, he was I, playing. And a I love Nash. I love Nash Hetmacher. I think the and, point, I, and I hope you're right. But again, we're sitting in a position where I just haven't seen enough out of him yet. I, yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean he he had a few starts, but I think he was largely playing out of position last year. All right, linebacker edge better, same worse, Derek. Again, I'm going to go probably slightly worse. You don't lose guys like Garrett Nelson, O'Shawn Mathis, and Caleb Tanner and come out of that room better. Yeah. Tyler? Yeah, I mean, that this one's tough for me because, like, we're, we're, we're keeping two of the four starters. I mean, there's no reason to think that they won't be at least the same. So it's really trying to recoup one starter. To Derek's point, like, losing those three guys, it, it is hard for me to believe that any of the guys we brought in are – that are going to be as good. So I I, I guess I... There, there's potential there. I mean, you got MJ Sherman, who was damn near a 5 star. He's got the potential to be better than what we ever had. And you only really need one of them. But it's potential. It's a, that's, right. Yeah, you do. I mean, Chief Borders, again, they're they're talking glowingly of him. So, I, so I he's, a, he's a guy that I think could do it. But, again, I'm looking at his stats at Florida, and he just... 
He had two tackles, no tackles for loss, no sacks, and no quarterback hurries last year. Yeah, I, I'd go same. I, I probably would lean towards same at linebacker. Wow. No, I, I think it's worse. Headed into the spring. Not to say that coming out of spring that I feel a lot better, but headed in the spring, it's like, it's like it's a prove it unit to me. But okay, okay, so I get where you're going with this, Justin. Like everything's worse than last year, but doesn't something have to go with Tony White? Don't you think that his scheme and like, I mean, he brought uh, Syracuse into having a good defense. Like, like I mean, that's where he came from, right? Syracuse. I'm trying to remember this now. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm getting yes. confused with all the places. I, I was I, I almost second guessed. I was like, was it Louisville? Um, and I was like, no, it's, it's definitely. Not. But like, I mean, he brought Syracuse. You don't think this talent is better? Like, I mean, I know it's Big Ten, it's different league, but I, I think the coaching impact at defense is going to be felt maybe more than the offense. Um, I think, I think Tony White's a I, I, I great think, coordinator, and I'm glad he's here. I think he's the right person for the job. Uh, that's all. That's all fine and dandy too. But Tyler, you talked about our our defensive backs coach and what he what he's bringing to the table and how great we think he's going to be. But I'm not. I don't feel the same about the defensive line coach and the line and the linebackers coach. Like I want to feel that way about him, but I don't. I want to see some. I got. I got to get a little proof in the pudding first. I'm, well, it's I'm not, not, not going to disagree. It's not just the players. There's some coaching that's a little concerning there, too. Yeah, but again, I think the scheme will help. I think a better coordinator will help. I, again, I, I don't know. I, I I may be a little bit more bullish on this defense at this juncture than it sounds like you guys are. I, I'm, I dare I say, high on this defense going into the spring. I might well, be full... I'm gonna be full fledged drinking Kool Aid by the time fall comes around. Well, you, didn't you have us as a top twenty five defense like the last five years? Yeah, it might be again. Full prediction time. <laughs> Mark All it right. down. Let's finish off better, same or worse with the secondary, Derek. I, I have them better. You have pretty much everybody you need returning. You expect a big step forward from a guy like Malcolm Hartsog. You expect Quentin Newsom to continue to do what he does. Miles Farmer again. I, we don't need to go through all the names again, but uh, I, all the all the guys that were mostly starting are coming back. I, you expect them to get better, and plus, I think what you have one of your better coaches coaching them. Tyler, unquestionably better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This is this is one. Of, I'm, this is a bright spot for me uh, on the defense. And 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 give give Travis Fisher a little bit of technical credit here too because he brought a lot of these guys in. Yeah, and he coached them up and, well. And, Who's and now at Syracuse? I, 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 and and I I love Travis Fisher. I'll, I'll I'll never disrespect Travis Fisher. I think he did great things in our secondary. And I think this I think uh, I'm I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Corey, uh, the secondary coach Cooper. Cooper. Okay, sorry. Uh, but I think I do think he's probably one of our better coaches, and I think he's got the least amount of work to do to get these guys good. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right, without further ado, let's get into our defensive rankings, just three this time. Uh, do you want me to start off first? Sure. Sure, all right. So defensive backs, easy pick. I mean, return everybody. You got a great coach. Uh Brought in a lot of good talent. 
it's going to be a fun group to watch this year. I, easily the strength of the defense for me. Coming at number two, and this is tough. I, I could go either way with uh, these two units, uh, but I'm giving the slight edge to the linebackers and edge. Again, we got two beasts there at linebacker with uh, Luke Reimer and Nick Henrich there. They've battled injuries, you know, uh, and the depth behind them looks great on paper, unproven, uh, lost a lot there with, again, Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, and O'Shawn Mathis. Big shoes to fill there. So somebody needs to step up to make that group as good as it once was. And then finally, at three, you know, it's... I'm going to put defensive line there just because there's not a lot of guys right there with a lot of like, uh, I mean, when, when you look at this group, there's no all conference guys that are screaming out to you right now. I mean, this is a group that uh, needs to prove a lot. And uh, I, I think they can, but it's, it's not very, there's not a lot of depth there. On defensive line, I, I I do want to add. I, I completely uh, kind of screwed the pooch on this one. As far as key losses, we also lost uh, Hausman. Oh, I why told, did you? Yeah. I, told, I totally Great spaced call. him off. I for, I forgot that he he had transferred out. I I apologize for that, but I totally forgot he left. So that's another key, big key loss. How the hell did you leave him off? You had one well, job. You had one group, and it was linebackers. <laughs> one job. Well, I had to Tyler that one. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't forget mine. <laughs> I'm getting old, guys. I can't help it. Uh, all right, Derek, what rank yours? Uh, boy, I, I'm going to sound like a parrot here because I, I, everything you said is right. I Secondary, linebackers, D-line. I, there's just not enough experience on the D-line, so I put them last. Secondary has all the experience in the world coming back. Uh, linebackers, I th- at least you have two guys coming back out of the three that you need. And I, like you said, I think the depth there is really good. Uh, D-line, I, I think there's a lot of good talent coming in, but it's just so, it's just too unproven right now. Tyler? Well, three out of three, like Is I predicted. Is it really? I, oh, I, my I, God. <laughs> You said that we. You thought we would all be the same. I was like, no way. Because it's be. obvious. Because I think. Because I think secondary. You you have the you have the good starters. You have the depth. You go to linebackers. I think linebackers. I feel good enough that they're going to find a third guy. So I feel great about the starters. The depth gets a little bit more shaky. Defensive line. You you've got a couple guys in there. I I. But I don't know if you – I don't feel great about the depth, and I don't know if I feel great about who's going to roll out there as a starter. I, I think, again, you talk about the spring. It's going to be interesting, these edge guys, to go back. How many of them can put on a little bit more weight and get down to that defensive line? Because I think that's a room that could really use a couple more bodies coming in. Because there's talent it, that could could easily slide into those D-tackle spots. And that's, that's a very great point, Tyler. And by the end of spring, I could be completely different on where I stand on this D line. Yeah. But but until then, I got I got to stick with what I know. And right now, what I know is Ty Robinson and Nash Hotmacher and Stefan Wynn. Yeah. And then after that, it, it's 
kind of scary. It's, sh- it's shaky after that. And I'm not guaranteeing that all three of those guys are starting, if any of those three. Other, well, I would say Ty Robinson's about guaranteed starting. But, yeah. but with a new staff, who knows? Yeah, never know. All right, well, I'm shocked. I did not think that all three of us would agree. There goes the uh, We Like to Argue award. Uh, but <laughs> let's try to make this interesting. So last week we did offensive groups. We did, obviously, we just did the defensive groups. Let's combine them and rank uh, all eight units uh, from top to bottom, offense and defense. And uh, I'll go ahead and I'll just start. Uh, at number one, overall, I have running backs. Number two, I have quarterbacks. Number three, I have tight ends. Four, I have defensive backs. Five, wide receiver. Six, offensive line. Seven, linebacker edge. And eight, defensive line. So I got two of those defensive units as the bottom of the group. And judging by Tyler's face, he's he does not agree. So we can finally get into some conversation here. Uh, Derek, why don't you go f- next? All right. Well, my, my list is way different than yours. Uh, I got running backs first. I, I still think that's probably the toughest, the best group out there. Uh, I kind of gave my hand away with number two, saying secondary earlier. I, I do think they're probably our second best. I, they could even give a run for the the, the best uh, position group out there, but I'm going to go with second best. I, I went with offensive line third. I, I still think there's a lot of talent coming back, a lot of experience coming back. Uh, I do think they're going to take a big step forward, having the same coach. Uh, three, I went with wide receiver. Uh, four. four, I went with linebacker. Four edge. is wide receiver. Oh, I'm sorry. Five, five line, linebacker edge. Six, I went with quarterback. Seven, I went with defensive line. And eight, I went with tight ends. Wow. Holy smokes. Okay. For the same reason I mentioned last week. There's absolutely zero experience in that tight end room. Okay. Not one, not one of our tight ends on the roster has a catch for Nebraska. Not one. Wow, I, I mean, this, I don't even know how we're going to... Outside argue. of Nate Borkature, who's a walk-on that we don't even know if he's going to play. Well, I guess I'll give mine. I this is I don't even know how we break down this argument at the end, but number one, I've got defensive backs. Um, they were neck and neck with my number two running back. I think the separator is I feel a little bit better about the depth. With running back, I feel like we're one injury away or one transfer away from that room, like, missing a body, needing an extra body, so... I, it's good right now, but it is a little edgy. Um, number three, linebacker. I, I think okay. Luke Reimer is our best player on the team, and I think Nick Henrik is probably a top five player. I think that you, those are high upside guys that are just stars. Um, number four, quarterback. Um, number five, offensive line. Number six, tight end. Number seven, defensive line. And number eight, wide receiver. Holy shit! Yeah, we are all we're all over the place. Yeah, so I don't even know what 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 take do we like tear apart. I guess I'll start with you, Justin. Like, I, I just who do you think our number one wide receiver is? Our number one right wide receiver 
right now? Is it Marcus Washington? Right. So, so look, uh, here's a or st- Billy Kemp. Here, here's a stat for you. Like over the last five years, our number one wide receiver has accounted for over thirty percent of our receiving yards, and, and that includes tight end too. So, it could, even though it hasn't been a tight end, but number one pass catcher has counted for at least thirty percent. If you assume Nebraska could be a three thousand yard passing team, which maybe you don't, maybe you think we're going to run the ball a ton. Like, do I think we have a 900 receiver? Do I think Marcus Washington is that? Do I think Kemp is that? I, I don't think those guys are that. So so maybe when Coleman gets here, maybe Coleman just comes out the gate this summer and turns into that star. Maybe Elante Brown comes back over the summer and it turns into. But to me, when I look at that wide receiver room, like, I just don't see that guy. And when I don't see that guy, I'm like, well, now we're down to by committee. And then it's like, well, I don't know if we have five guys. So it, it gets to a point where it's kind of this situation of like, we don't have a star. I don't know if we have enough capable bodies at this juncture. Obviously, we talked about this last week with Bonner and uh, uh, Victor Jones could maybe come on and maybe give us a little bit more of that depth. But I think we're sitting there right now without like, to me, a great path forward of having a stellar wider receiver room. Yeah, that, you know I, what? The, I, all I, that's the great points there, Tyler. That really is. I don't think you guys are giving enough enough credit to Billy Kemp and what he did at Virginia. He was a damn good player. What did he, he do last year? He, what did he do last year? Last year he was injured for most of the year. I mean, he had uh, he had seven hundred and fifty yards a year before that. I, I get it. I, I just he had I, almost he had, he had almost seven hundred yards a year before that. Yeah. I mean. I'm not saying he's and not. You, a got, good. you guys are talking to him like he's going to be a 200 yard guy. No, I mean, I, I'm I think, not. I mean, I th- I'm not saying he's that. I'm just saying right now. But I, if you're telling me he's our number one wide receiver, which I probably would lean towards Robinson, but Kemp is not a bad thing. I just, I don't have that confidence in him. Wait, who are you leaning hope towards? You, I hope you mean Washington because Wondell Robinson Mark, left Mark, years ago, man. That's it. Rob- Washington is what I meant to say. Marcus Washington. <laughs> I don't think Ty Robinson's catching balls in. He the, might. In we might need him to move the wide receiver. Um, but so so that one's there. I I I understand your concern, and I guess I'll throw one more. Like Derek, I understand your concern at that tight end room, and that's obviously a little bit lower on mine. Um, but both of you guys, like, just really a lot lower on linebacker. Like Derek, where do you have linebacker? Kind of uh, you get a four, fifth. Five. Okay. Well, you're not as bad as Justin. I, I mean, Justin, you're. I, I just. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just. And it's all because of you know injury concerns. Not a lot of proven depth out there, and the, the guys that we lost last year, th- those are hard guys to replace. And and again, this is heading into spring, and my quarterbacks are so low because I talked about it last week. Without Casey Thompson there. I'm not feeling that comfortable with this quarterback room. Yeah, so I, I think this is going to be a fun exercise to this, do this, again this, in over the summer. Fine. We could do this again heading into fall. And, and heading yeah. into fall, I'm going to tell you right now, my list is going to be completely different. Oh, yeah. But I'm also going to have had to see a whole spring to get a gauge on some of these oh, guys, absolutely. too. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. It's going to be different. And, and one of the reasons this is going to be different is attrition. Because we went over a lot of names over the last two weeks. So for everyone listening, you're like, man, how am I going to remember all these names? Well, don't worry, because we're going to lose about one out of every five name you heard. So there's going to be a lot of people that leave this team. And, and it's not going to be these guys we didn't mention. It's not going to be these bottom-of-the-barrel depth guys that we're not talking about. And 
we are going to also get an influx of freshmen. Like, our early enrollees were relatively small this year. I think we had eight early enrollees, even though Justin tried to give us, like, 20. Yeah, um, I, I misread the assignment, guys. I, I, didn't read, <laughs> I didn't read my paper. So, I mean, so the, with, the, with the influx of true freshmen coming in, it, it's going to be an interesting, like, development over, over, this, over the fall. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel pretty good about this. I am a little bit shocked we're so different on – I, I can't believe I can't believe you're that high on this defense. I, I well, I mean, second I'm, I'm, you have secondary over over running backs. Again, the the reason is is I think Anth- like Anthony Grant is probably individually better than any defensive back that we have. But and and there's a lot of good guys behind him. I just go to the point of the the, the tiebreaker for that to me was like we could lose a secondary guy. We could lose a couple of them, and I'm probably like, okay, we're okay. Like, we're in a position, I think we're one running back from getting injured this fall. Gabe Irving gets injured. Like, I'm like, and he's obviously had injury concerns, and Justin's so concerned about that. You know, A.J. Allen has had injury concerns. Like, we're one injury away this spring from me being like, shit, do we need to go out in the transfer portal and get someone? I don't think so. I mean, hey, I think we got speak, four dudes speak. that can start. Speaking of which, uh, Minnesota's Trey Potts just entered the transfer portal. He was a hell of a running back. He, he is a hell of a running back. That's a big loss for them. That's a huge loss for them. So if we do need to go to the transfer portal, hey, there's a good guy to go try and get. Yeah. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up for the bat or for the football portion. We got to talk about Nebraska ball here because. Uh, it was very in, it was an eventful week, <laughs> not the eventful that we want to hear, but uh, Nebraska ended up losing in the first game, the first round of the Big Ten tournament. It was a shitty loss to Minnesota, and with that, not only did we not make the tournament, which nobody really thought we were going to be, but we were holding out for NIT hopes, squashed, nothing, game over. Uh, your thoughts on uh, the Big Ten tournament and no postseason play, Derek? Uh, well, I brought this up last week, and Minnesota scared me last going into this game because it just felt like that Nebraska loss. Like it just felt like every time Nebraska thinks we're going to beat a team easily is the time that we end up just shitting the bed and losing the game, and, I, and that's why I kind of had a few, had a bad feeling could happen with Minnesota, and it's essentially what did happen. Uh, not making any either of the tournaments doesn't shock me whatsoever. I kind of thought NIT, but e- even that, you, you, after that loss to Minnesota, I don't blame him for not not getting an invite. I, yeah, I mean it, it, it's a it's a tall ask right there when you know you you finish strong and then you have you're playing a single digit win team. Yeah. Uh, in the it, first it was the worst team in the Big Ten yeah. by far. I mean. It was disappointing. Uh, however, I will say this. Uh, the progress that Hoiberg did show this year was still very impressive. And hopefully he can come back next year and kind of do the same thing only all year long. This is probably going to be the last time we talk about uh, Nebraska ball. So next week or next year expectations, is it like tournament or bust for a Hoiberg or what? I... Maybe. 
Yes. Yeah, I mean, th- this was, I, I brought this up a couple weeks ago when we were we st- first started covering it. Like, this feels a little bit like Frost's 3-9 and nine season. Like, cool, we're the best team that didn't make the NIT. Woohoo! Like, it just... Now, well, let me ask you this. Are you talking the big tournament or either tournament? We got to make the big tournament. We have, I mean... So, if he, if he wins 20 wins and gets snuffed out of the... Big tournament. You're just gonna say, ah, screw it, let him okay, go. Okay, if if he if he pulls a Rutgers where they should have made the tournament and they don't get in and they're the number if we're the number one seed in NIT, I'll, I'll probably give him a pass. But if we end up as the fifth seed going in the NIT, like that is just I as low a bar as I have for Nebraska basketball, like you can't tell me being the worst team in the Big Ten two of your four years. And the other two years being one of the four worst teams in the Big Ten is like we can't do better than that. Yeah, like, you can't you can't follow up and go under five hundred. You know, fifteen, sixteen, no. or whatever. You know, but you can't you even can't go. Se- but you can't even go like seventeen and fourteen. Like you can't even do something like that where it's like, like you you need to show. I think he did enough this year to get another year. No doubt about that. I, you know, there was definitely progress. We were in a lot of games. You know, again, it feels a lot like the three or nine. Like, man, if we had beaten Purdue and if yeah. injuries didn't happen, maybe it turns out a little bit differently. I just think that we're to the point in next year being year five. Like, I'm not expecting a sweet 16 run. I'm not expecting anything like that. But as a Nebraska team, you should be able to make the tournament at least one out of every five years. That's that's not a that's not an unrealistic bar for him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was fun to watch. You know, I mean, so part of me thinks is like, you know, if you were to ask me in January, it's like, you know, Big Ten tournament. You know, shit, we're gonna get knocked out of the first round anyway. Who cares, right? <laughs> and it happened, and it just it's unfortunate because uh, we had a little bit of a run, but. Well, and I, and I was talking about this with my brother. It, it, it almost like going in the Big Ten tournament, it was like, well, the fact that we're playing in the first round may be a good thing because maybe that gives us a little bit of momentum. You get that win against Minnesota. <clears throat> that probably would have secured us in the NIT if we had done that. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know what? That not Not great, but you feel a little bit good. Maybe you do a run similar to Penn State. You know, they were a 10th seed. They end up making the championship game. Like, you kind of felt that was on the table. Maybe not all the way there, but you were like, you kind of, you thought there was a chance of something crazy like that happening with this team. And it just, it was such a disappointing game. No doubt. So, all right. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk uh, the beginning of spring ball. So, looking forward to that. I think we're going to be collaborating with the Generation Red podcast again. So, look for that. It's going to be a lot of fun, as always. Plus, Ken has a kick ass studio that he just put in. What'd you guys think of that? Look nice. That's it. Looks nice. Two words. Looks nice. I made a few words. <laughs> it, it's it is freaking awesome. It is way freaking awesome. So that's it. Two words. Way freaking awesome. That's three, buddy. Oh, three. Sorry. I, I, you know you were actually counting the way. All day. We need to get uh, <laughs> we need to get over to Ken's house and do a live episode. Is what I think we need to do. But until then, 
Uh, let's get out of here. Uh, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, go Big Red. Mm-hmm.